The following program was produced by Community Producer. The content, views, and opinions expressed are the sole responsibility of the Community Producer and do not reflect Malden Access Television, the City of Malden, or your cable provider. MATV welcomes your comments. Call us at 781-321-6400 or email us at access at matv.org. Go. Good evening and welcome to Malden 02148. I am the host for this evening, Ed Lucy. And, and I'm, guest, the, I'm the very special guest, Bill and, Thompson. And our, <laughs> our newest guest, co host for the evening, Bill Thompson, local resident. <laughs> yeah. You usually, usually put him up as a community activist. Oh, yeah, activist, yeah. yeah. Inactivist, I think. Inactivist. Yeah. Inactivist, yeah. You're retiring from some of your activities? My son caught me sleeping on my porch this afternoon, <laughs> so it's uh, definitely an inactivist. Well, uh, was that a planned event, or you just happened to doze off? I, I was reading that Comey book and happened to doze off. He woke me up. As oh, yeah, that's right. That, uh, yeah. yeah, that's one of the things I was going to pass on this evening. I had a couple of uh, public announcements Um MATV, which has uh, been part of our community for 30 years, is having a birthday bash on uh, June 11th. And uh, that's at Pearl Street Station. And it's really kind of, in in a sense, a 100th anniversary because it's 30 years of MATV. And it's also uh, the month of, for Ron Cox's 70th birthday. So add the two together and you get 100 years. And uh, <laughs> although actually looking at Ron lately, he He's kind of got himself spiffed up, up a little, so he's getting looking. He has? Bigger. Well, I think he has. He's getting, oh. getting rid of the long hair and oh, he has. some other change. Yeah. Well, and, I'll have to uh, check him out. This is an event where there's um, an opportunity to either do one or two things, come in and participate with it, with, and buy a ticket for the event, or you can just come in and for the meal and um, being affiliated with the MATV for the evening, 50% of what, what you spend on the on the meal, less the, the alcohol will be uh, – donated to MATV. The other part about that is um, people may be more, more in the youngest set here more than the, um, or even in the surrounding communities, if you know someone that might be interested, that uh, it's a great training opportunity here if you have some interest in theater or production or some of the things that go on with a, a TV show or uh, whether you wanted to be a volunteer, come down and spend some time as a cameraman Tony does here, uh, or for that matter, if you can kind of tie it into an educational course you're either currently taking or you plan to take in the future, it can add some kind of a, a, a plus to your resume. So, uh, And if you're not sure, they have tours where you can come down, talk to the people that are here, whether it's Ron or Ann or the other people that are uh, a part of the organization, and uh, you may decide, gee, I can give a a couple of hours a week, or I, I, I could do a production part of a show, or I can learn the things that I might be able to use it later on in a career or in a business opportunity. So the choice is yours, but uh, in any event, 
the the June 11th event is at uh, the um, Pearl Street Station, but this week is open house at the MATV. So uh, again, this could tie it in with just kind of a curiosity or look see. Come on down and walk through and see what's what's the part of this production, which has been in Marlin for 30 years. Of course, they would be starting at the lowest levels if they were to come in. They wouldn't be totally professional like we are with our high-level shows. No, we, and, of course, and, uh, salary is uh, negotiable. This has taken many years to create. Yeah, yeah. So. You're paid zero because <laughs> of, of your level of uh, qualifications. Why don't we charge for our services? I don't understand that. Well, I think if we did that, they'd be blacking us out. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now, the, uh, what's your take on... Um, you know, like the little little issues you deal with on a daily basis, uh, the United States pulling out of the uh, the Iran agreement. Oh, um, well, I, I I I don't know. I mean, I, I'm waiting for to find I, as I'm just a citizen, right? I yeah. don't know what the ramifications of this is. I mean, it's very confusing because our allies, France. Uh, Britain, even Russia, China, are still in this agreement, supposedly. So, And Trump didn't withdraw. He violated the agreement. But either way, we're on the outside now. Now, are they just going to, I don't know, can they just maintain this agreement without us? Um, well, it, it appears they, they intend to at this point. And I, it also has been suggested that one of the programs that there's, it's like the England exiting the European uh, my, uh, Union in that there's other, there's a couple of other dates that could be affected uh, in terms of our being in or, to, uh, or totally out. So, but but, but if the, if Iran still honors the agreement with the rest of them, yeah. right? Doesn't that mean that they wouldn't build um, nuclear uh, weapons? I would think that's and, and why do, then we still get what. We got when we were in the agreement, which is uh, compliance. Yeah, but we'd be on the outside looking in, and that's that's obviously uh, um, it's almost like um, if if you feel that was a, was an error. One of the issues could be that uh, we're creating a vacuum where the United States, in theory and in practice, over the recent fifty years or more, have been. The one has, in many instances, directed the affairs not only of our own country, but with its huge impact on the direction of other countries and how they deal with issues. And by us stepping away and they're staying in, it might be just another example of where we're separating ourselves from some having as more of an input in, in, in the future agenda. And that's been one of the issues in the minds of some people, because of what the Russians have been able to do is maneuver themselves and then get themselves involved with the Syria and the Middle East, and all of a sudden they have, they have but, more impact. But supposedly, they're, you know, they're saying that the U.S. Uh, is, wants, or if you're to go forward from this point, is trying to get regime change in Iran. Now, how can how can we enter into a more um, militaristic stance with Iran when our allies are have, maintaining this agreement? I, I, and you know, take it to the worst case, would we go alone into war against Iran, even though our allies are still sitting on the you know uh, with, within this agreement with Iran? Well, uh, yeah. 
that's sort of a, a theory. Uh, if you think about more recent events, that's what was part of the issue was it was Syria. We wanted a regime change there. And, for, and we haven't gotten it. It's, it's <laughs> gone from bad to worse there. And mm, uh, yeah. the country, by, by being supported by Iran or the, or the yeah. administration there and Russia, they've literally become stronger. There, At one point, there was a, a question how he could survive. And then, of course, Russia got involved. Iran got mm. involved to a greater degree. Uh, we got involved, uh, and as you can see, the results that yeah. worked out, and and uh, we now we have issues in some. I guess I just think Turkey. it's stupid. The, the whole but, thing, the whole thing is stupid. Is, is what it is. Well, uh, you know, I, short-sighted might be better. Short-sighted, stupid. Uh, um, you know, and I don't know where it's going. So well, I guess my crystal ball is broken. <laughs> well, um, it might also have happened that the. Uh, the administration's head is cracked <laughs> because there's a. I don't understand why these current issues, uh, whether they're nominating people to to um, government positions that are very sensitive or appointing people with confirmation of the Senate required, why it seems to come down to a them or us mentality. It's either uh, yes if you're a Republican and no if you're a Democrat. I mean, I can't mm. quite figure out that in some instances these things should be kind of a common bond in a, in a way you look at a, a, a prospective nominee that you both agree, well, yeah. they should be, or maybe they shouldn't be. Yeah, and, and, and I agree with, uh, I mean, as crazy as this is, he's he supposedly going to North Korea and saying, oh, yeah, our word is good, right? Uh, uh, what? Yeah. Well, our word is good, right? Oh, I mean, oh yeah, well, that's another thing. Whatever the agreement is, let's yeah. say they get an agreement. I don't even know what that yeah, might be, well. right? But let's say they go there and get an agreement. Yeah. What's he going to do? Say, oh, yeah, our word's good, trust me. Yeah. Well, my word is my bond. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my you word can, is my bond. Yeah, you can depend on the United States giving. And you can look at my own <laughs> record. As a, I've never been sued. I've never been called a liar. And obviously, that's what you have to base. And I've you, never violated an agreement. Right. Yeah, of any kind. Right. So. Except those anonymous uh, ones. But um, Did you see that clip of him when he says he's, remember that when he said he was a king of debt? And, and and he said, I, I'm 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 the king of debt. Yeah. I, you know, I I know everything there is to know about debt. And he says, and if the if the it gets too high, I just pay him half. <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah, in some cases, uh, uh, those those uh, um, casinos he had in New Jersey that um, he went bankrupt more than one occasion, and yeah. people lost money who were stockholders. The uh, people that loaned the money. Uh, he must. He preceded the the expression "too big to fail" because yeah, yeah, he yeah. took advantage of the banks. He told them, you know, give me more money and we'll work it out, and um, you'll have to write off some of the debt. But this way, you'll get some of your money. And with uh, the stockholders, it was a case that, of that's a, the thing. You're too. They're it, too big to fail. Like he, yeah, you know, yeah. he just makes sure that he's in for millions. And then if he decides to stiff somebody, nobody wants to wake, walk away from yeah. or take him to court for that. Yeah. And he gets that he gets a, a demand the the dictator cut my cut my debt in half. Yeah, and I don't think he's now, now nobody here can do that. You yeah. well, I don't know about you, Ed. You're loaded, but I'm off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't I'll do have that. To put my foot in the water on that one. I can't go to the bank and say I'm only going to pay you half. You know, and they'll say, well, you know. <laughs> You're going to jail, boy. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway, uh, you, you, you commented very briefly earlier on, the, on this, this uh, program about the James Comey book. Have you progressed very well? Far? I've gotten about I'd, almost a halfway through it, and I have to say, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of 
Well, I, I, the real meat's got to be in the last half of the book because there's no meat the in the first quarter. half. The last quarter. Yeah, because there's no meat in the first half of the oh, book. Oh, okay. It's fluff yeah. about him. I mean, and yeah. I, I guess he's building a case for his honesty. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, in this pres- world of lies, how much does that get you? I mean, you know. Um, have your impression of him changed at all since you started reading the book? No. It hasn't. Okay, so whatever whatever your perception was before. Well, I mean, I, did I know that he was bullied when he was in high school? No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't no, know it. Elementary school. Well, elementary too, yeah. So, yeah. you know. That part's a little hard to understand because even though he said he grew late in terms of his height. Yeah. Uh, early in life, he certainly must have been as tall or taller than his classmates. Because, well, uh, I just think he was probably awkward, probably. He didn't go much into sports, so. Uh. No, but he, he, um, uh, he was in a situation where the family moved, and he, and he, was, he, he went from a close connection to his, his peers, so to speak, yeah. to going into another environment. He walked, coming in from somewhere else and ending up being the butt of a lot of people with, in his classes. Yeah. Uh, uh, unfairly, let's say that uh, when you get bullied, but I was, you know, look, reading. I'm saying, gee, even in the fifth grade, he had to be as tall or taller than most of those kids. But uh, for well, some, he said he grew tall late, so I I don't know what that means. Like maybe he was like 16 or so when he. I don't know. Well, so, no, I mean, he's I six eight he, now. I mean, for us uh, people that aren't aware, James Comey is six eight. Um, he's kind of a string bean, though. Right? That's the yeah. whole point. So it wasn't in case he was a chubbette, and maybe you know, they can, they can uh, kind of. Yeah, maybe he was awkward. You know, maybe he was a chubby kid that happened to be kind of. Well, I, he had flat feet. I mean, you know. That's a presumption. Uh, you know that. Was that? I know that. He said that. Yeah. Oh, flat yeah. feet. Yeah. Oh, well, that must have kept. He him had out large. Of you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. large uh, feet because he was so tall. Well, but then yeah. uh, flat feet. Actually, I I had thought he was six six, and then he said, uh, which is confirmed since then by other sources that I've read, he's six eight. So he stands out in a crowd. I'll give you one sense of my own view of him. Uh, it appears as, as uh, he struggled to emphasize the importance to him of the FBI and the, yeah. meaning, the meaning of it to his life, and more important than that is to the United States how important it is. Yeah. And he talks in terms of how the, the, the quality of people are so great that work yeah. there and how loyal yeah. they are and American uh, thinking, and they they don't let politics inter, inter, intercept or interfere with their their job is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wondered about that because I thought that um, J. Hoover, J. Hoover was in, in a lot of ways an embarrassment when finally he they, the revelations that came out of it that they should have taken his name off the off the building in Washington because yeah. he did. They, they're, they're now having those hearings in, in Washington for waterboarding and those other painful things were done to interrogate people. And uh, in Jay uh, Hoover's case, he, he turns around and put bugs in people's rooms and hotels and listening conversations and mm-hmm. um, even had secrets, uh, um, personal f- things about presidents. And he used that to his advantage to maintain his position, yeah. and long yeah. past the point he should have been retired. And um, I think at least one of his presidents, President Johnson, uh, uh, used to enjoy the, the transcripts of, the, of those uh, 
salacious kinds of conversations that uh, J. Edgar Hoover's staff was picking up on whether it was uh, Martin Luther King or other people, just uh, public and private people. So I don't think... well, why can't people just lead clean lives? I mean, why is it, you know, why do these, everybody in Washington's got a tale to tell? Not is everybody. That, who, who doesn't? Um, <laughs> well, well I, mean, I could think of, I mean, you're saying Jimmy Ed- Carter, other, other than lust in his heart, I mean, I think he was a pretty straight shooter. J. Edgar could have taken tapes of me, and he'd find out that I probably sleep a lot. But that's well, about it. You know, well, I he mean, might, they might bore them. I, I, the I, other I, thing with the my James porn star activity is yeah, very low, yeah. very low. Yeah, one of the other things that James told me, they had called me. They had that uh, photo of him uh, early on when the in the tri- in the uh, Trump administration where he gets introduced. He has to cross the room. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, think, oh yeah, I've seen I, that a million times. And, they keep playing that. In yeah. The loop. And you see he's a tall person, but you don't realize how tall he is. Mm-hmm. But he walks across the room with his hands folded. Yeah. And it almost gives me the same kind of an impression with Cardinal Law, yeah. who had this very, very religious aura about him mm-hmm. when, you, when you see him in, in, his, in the environment of what was a part of his job as, as a cardinal here in the Diocese of Boston. Yeah. But, um, Again, uh, I hope that when you finish the book, you'll get a, you won't get the impression of Comey at Comey at anything that connected to, uh, to to the Cardinal. But the fact that is that uh, he has that crossed hands and walking like he's he's going into religious uh, environment or whatever. Yeah. So, but anyway, I found the book. Um, uh, I, I read I read it since yeah. before you did. Yeah. I, um, well, I'm not. There wasn't a yet. whole lot in it that hasn't been been. Articulated publicly already. That's number one. Even though yeah. you only half done finish it, that's part of it. The second thing is that um, I don't think it will change many people's minds. I think it, obviously what what it is is he's trying to project out to the public and to the world about how he was so well intended. Whatever mistakes he made, he was, they were minor. And the important thing was he he was trying to pre- preserve the institution of the FBI. Um, he's made a lot of money from the book. They had a they had a. Um, he was in Boston recently, yeah. and you had to pay to go listen to him, and and <laughs> was, and, it was, and it was big bucks. Oh, and don't they, pay. they were scalping the tickets. Don't pay. Well, too late. <laughs> they, people went, uh, but but I don't know whether they'd you'd well, be satisfied. With I'm fine with that because I mean, if you're a sucker and you want to yeah. pay, you say it's a lot of money. I don't know how much it was, but well, that was if, I think it was sixty know, really I mean, dollars a ticket. Well, if it's their, if they, if they're stupid enough to pay it, I say let them go for it. Well, the book was cheaper, but anyway. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, but I didn't go and you didn't go. Apparently I didn't know about it. Two cheap and I, and, states and, and, that don't uh, like Comey. I don't uh, know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think you, uh, um, I don't know. He's, uh, I mean, I, I think he's an honest man. I, it, it, at least he tries to be honest, okay? So I'll give him credit for that. But... You know the problem that he he got himself into with the Hillary Clinton thing, and uh, the fact that he didn't. At, first off, he should never. Eleven days before the election, he should never have brought that up. At least until he had a chance, he should have checked it out much more closely because he found out within two days or so that it was BS, right? And well, and well, so he he goes into great detail in the book. Well, okay. But he should have done that ahead of time before he made the announcement, if he was going to make the announcement. And the other thing was, why didn't he announce, if he was going to make that announcement, he should have also said that the Russia investigation was ongoing, too. 
because that that was just to me it was plain partisanship. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I um, he goes into great detail about that in the, in the latter part of the book that you haven't read yet, and and um, obviously when all said and done, I think his focus was uh, separate from he made a lot of money, and I don't think that maybe was his goal, but it, it, by the the value of it to him uh, financially is, is going to be greater now than it would be if he wrote the book a couple of years after the fact. Yeah, but I, I'm in. sure he didn't write it with the intention of oh, I'm just going to make a ton of money. I think. I think other people probably advised him to to get his story out because because of the way Trump is. I oh, mean, yeah. you know, uh, if he hadn't said anything, Trump could tweet away and just tear his tear him apart without his story ever getting out there. So, well, I think he did. He, he did to him initially what um, Trump tried to do with uh, Stormy Davis or whatever her name Daniels. is. Daniels, Stormy Daniels. <laughs> yeah, Stormy Daniels. <laughs> Very forgot it. He he came out with this. Uh, it's actually it's been it's it's been played back against him. Uh, he came out with this thing about in, the inference that early on was that he might have a tape of their of their conversation. So he he was mm-hmm. suggesting to Comey, you better be careful about what you say publicly because this could be on tape. Yeah. And th- you recall when Sami uh, Daniels there first started to go public with a story. W- one of the things her lawyer did, he showed a. Um, a DVD, yeah. and the inference was that they had a tape on the. the yeah, I think he's. I think yeah. he's bluffing. That was, that was a bluff. Yeah, yeah I certainly. Did. And it was also it was always a. But bluff. it was pretty smart because, you know, Trump had, it puts Trump back on his haunches because, well, he'd probably know better whether he thinks their encounter was in a place where he could have been. You know, compromised. Well, he might have he might have been compromised in Moscow, but I don't think he was compromised. Where yeah, he, but, but anyway, it, anyways, it, it was a good out. strategy to keep him back on his haunches and not yeah. come directly at him, even you know if it is a bluff too. Yeah, it's a good he, bluff. Yeah, but. he's he's done that on a number of. He's constantly on the t- on the television. He, he might have a career on. Um, yeah, well, it wouldn't be on Fox. Here's the no, thing. <laughs> Here's the thing at the on the latest news, right? Uh, the fact that everybody's putting money into this um, um, Cohen, his lawyer's Cohen's account. Oh yes, AT and T. Yeah, and that now. How, and how the did, virus. Now uh, he didn't form this LLC until like a month. Let's say a month before the election. October. All right. How did how did AT and T become aware of what they call a firm? You know, how did they know? It's just an an unadvertised LLC has been created, right? How do they? Know, well, we, let's write a check for this. How do they know? How do they? How did he even get the word out? You well, know? you know, that's the sort of thing I think that it's marketing, and it could it could easily have been a situation where uh, uh, someone like Cohen over the years. Um, He's dealt with uh, uh, executives and uh, higher higher level personnel with various uh, co- companies or with corporations, international businesses yeah. or whatever. And the inference was that you pick up a phone and you call, um, let's say, a, a vice president or a senior vice president of a large corporation. You say, you know, I formed this corporation. You know, with the new administration, there's a lot of things going to change. And because I've been his personal attorney for 15 years, as an example. Uh, you know, it might it would behoove you that perhaps to have someone uh, on your staff as a retainer or, or on a con- as a consultant, mm-hmm. consulting to kind of bring you up to speed about some of the things he thinks should be. And that would it. be enough. That would be enough for the AT and T to write a check. 
Well, apparently they did, and Novirus did as well. I'm going to start calling people tomorrow. <laughs> well, but what are you? But what I'm going to create an LLC and start marketing yeah. it. <laughs> well, what, what, are you, what are you going to sell yourself? Well, what the hell? They paid money for nothing, apparently. Well, you know. Well, we don't know that. They said it. They, said, they didn't get any results. They haven't admitted to anything. Oh well, they don't want. Maybe they don't want to talk about why they did it in the first place. But anyway. <laughs> Um, well, here's the other thing. Yeah. Okay, so the money comes into this account, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, uh, and they say it's like to the tune of uh, $4.5 million, maybe more. Is it that much? I yeah, yeah. Really? So, uh, $4.5 million bucks is in this account. Okay. And um, what's his name? Avenatti, the, uh, the, the lawyer for Stormy Daniels, says the real key here, and I agree with him, is where did the money go? Now, when he says that, that tells me that the money's no longer in the account. Right, because he said, "Where did the money go? Is the now the balance at that account? Is it now zero? And if it is, isn't there ways to easily track by you know who, a bank was holding that account, right? I'm assuming. And money, if money's taken out, isn't there transactions showing where it went? I mean, there might be. Well, that's that's what flagged the original the original check in the bank for the hundred thirty thousand dollars to Stormy Davis. They questioned it at that time, and that's they referred that information to the whatever federal people that have the overseer. The thing that you were mentioning with all that money, um, you know, as I was often said one way or the other, when they're trying to uh, seek behind the lines, so to speak, what's going on, you follow the money. And, of course, the way you follow the money in some either the, the, the people write checks, so there's a visible, tangible yeah. evidence of a particular or there's check. electronic transfers yeah, or whatever. A, yeah. But there's that, a transactional yeah. record saying, oh, a million of that money went here. Yeah, right. Now, I was watching it tonight, and obviously there could be other created other LLCs. Well, there could be other LLCs or something where the, the check could be made out to them. Yeah. And then you say, well, who owns that? And it may be difficult to find out who owns it. But you'll see the money going, yeah. right? And I think prosecutors should be able to see inside an LLC, right? Um, if it's warranted to justify the the, the uh, subpoena, I, I mean, you can't. Well, I don't know. I think they can just get the owners. Yeah, without the, the, subpoena. The attorney for uh, her seems to be the one that's dropping these dimes on on that on the different sources of monies and stuff. So. He's got to have an in with the bank, and I suppose the way you get the in with the bank is that you get friendly with someone who has access to the computer, and they can look it up. So yeah. it's stuff that, uh, uh, is, you know, because it isn't being leaked by Mueller. He has nothing to do with it. it, it, it it's unlikely it's being leaked by people in the Congress. Yeah. But the, the suggestion I heard on the, on the TV today was that your, your lawyer friend for Stormy Daniels, he's the one that started this uh, dropping the information out there for the public, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's close to him. Then, so, so you know, once the um, the floodgates open, it tends to cause the. He's a pretty sharp. I I think he's a pretty sharp dude. That yeah. Avenatti, yeah. Yeah, he, well, he's like the guy that re represented that uh, the, 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 the had the case down in the Florida on on. Um, I forget her name now. With a moment, she's back in the news a little bit. He is too. Um, where the child died and the mother was involved and the mother got found not guilty. Uh, oh. Terrible case. She, the young girl? She drowned. The little girl drowned and then the mother hid the body and buried the body. It was, no, uh, I don't know. It was, uh, but he was, the lawyer that she had was very flamboyant. He was on TV a lot. 
And uh, he, now I see recently he's got another big case. So I think this guy here may be the same way. He looks He'll make a career out of it after Stormy Daniels gets through. But, oh, yeah, uh, he's already got a career. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. You have uh, a couple of th- uh, trivia things from sports. I was watching uh, the Celtics game, uh, the third game, not the game they lost last night, but the game before that. And... Um, in fact, it was in Philadelphia, and my grandson happened to be there. A friend of his somehow or other got tickets, so they drove down in the morning. But that's not the purpose of my comment. But there was a, an effort at the end. They were, they were down by uh, – uh, Philip was down by two points, and uh, they, they got the ball. They ran it down the court, and they threw up the ball. The player did, and uh, it was on the, near the th- three-point line. And uh, he sc- it tied the game. It went yeah. into overtime. Yeah. Well, uh, they were talking briefly, and because I, I I was doing something else for a moment, and then when I went back on, uh, they were sweeping up confetti, confetti, you know. Oh, you're talking about the Celtics game, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and I thought someone threw some confetti on the on the on the on the on the, on the floor of the of the of the of the. No, the they game. thought they thought he hit the three pointer exactly. and won the game, and it, and it was and the guy was, with a cannon went boom. Yeah, they shot that one with a. I thought to myself, Gee, we, you know, it was pretty close, and and I, and it was the home team sometimes, but the, that new system they have yeah. where everything is on camera, everything is subject to to review. Oh yeah, they can. But I'm, yeah. but I'm saying to myself, talk about. Uh, pre, uh, premature expectations of some kind. So they had to sweep up all the confetti, confetti and then start the, the rest of the game in overtime. What, mm. not only do we, the tough part was uh, um, the, they even lost for them. It was yeah. certainly good for us. And now this, we're still up 3-1. to one and uh, But today's uh, tonight's an important game because if they lose tonight, they have to go back to Philadelphia. And they maybe, yeah, they should try to win it tonight. Yeah, that would be a good way to end it tonight, and, and the best way to end it because otherwise, uh, yeah, you don't want to go back to Philly. Yeah, then you'd have two. to come back here again. You know, they say nobody's come back from three and zero, but yeah. it, it, Philly could do it. Yeah, so let's but, put them uh, away quick. Yeah, the other sports thing, and and, and I'm not a big hockey fan, but yeah. they got this uh, very good player for the Bruins licking people on the face when he has an argument. He had two different instances where he licked the guy's, his opponent's face. What's that all about? <laughs> well, that sets him back a little bit. <laughs> if you got licked, you'd be... <laughs> you'd... I, I, I mean, a grown man, and, and uh, the, I thought the thing was kind of interesting was... Uh, Maybe it's a cultural thing. Where'd he come from? <laughs> well, I, I think he came from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Out in the boonies there. <laughs> He must have had a lonely child. Small, small village <laughs> where they have a culture of licking their face yeah, yeah, instead everybody of kissing was, everybody. Everybody was related to everybody else. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and, and what happened when it, the second time it occurred, I think, the league g- gave him a verbal reprimand. <laughs> Don't lick. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to ice creams or whatever. But I want to talk to they They'd come down on the team or the, the players well, say, does that one more he time. Licks just, where, where does he lick him in the face? Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a reach. <laughs> but uh, I thought that was rather bizarre, and uh, I'm surprised there wasn't more made of it. I mean, it was very, very strange. Yeah, that is kind of strange. But the fortunately, Celt- the Bruins were out of it, so we well, won't be able to deal with that issue until yeah, next year. Unfortunately, I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, um, he also, I think, uh, they interviewed him. Uh, I caught a little bit today, but. 
I didn't have my my ears in, and I, so I really didn't hear much of what he said. But he mumbled through the. I'm sure they asked him, "Why do you lick people?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose <laughs> maybe Comey should have done that when he was 11 years old when they're beating up on him. He might have got taken. <laughs> now the Senate just passed, which has to be uh, finalized by the Joint House and the Senate. The Airbnb bill, you know, the the Airbnb, you know, the business about... Oh, Airbnb, yeah. yeah. Rental, what do you think of that? First of all, what, what's um, your overall view of that situation? Well, People renting out pots, rooms in their home or short-term Well, short-term I mean, rental. you know, I mean, people have done it probably for years, you know, uh, rented out portions of their home. I mean, it's kind of a... You know, it's a personal thing, right? Kind of what you do with your property. I mean, well, I'll give you I'll give you an example. My grandmother, who lived back in this, you know, the last century or no, the two centuries ago, <laughs> she always had a she always had a border because they couldn't afford, you know. So she had a Chinese fellow for many years, and uh, then she had a, a long lost cousin. But she always had people in the house. Well, paying yeah. board. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that. That's not the same as someone coming in uh, for the weekend when you're not there, or uh, coming in uh, for. But if you don't mind, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. I I got my personal stuff in the house, yeah. right? So I wouldn't. Um, I don't think I'd hop on board with this Airbnb unless I just had a a house that was pretty much cleaned of all my personal items. Because who knows? Like you say. You know, you're not there. Somebody else is there. God only knows what they might be, you know, going through or, or, or utilizing. Um, do, you th- do you think they should be listed? Uh, the, the one of the things that the, the, the Senator Lewis's bill would do uh, would get, provide require them uh, to pay taxes similar to what hotels and motels. Well, pay. they should. I think. Yeah, and that that would be an option that the local community. Sh- uh, should consider as a source of revenue. Um, right. I mean, are you I mean, in favor of that? I would be, yeah, because if hotels and motels and whatever have to charge these taxes and adhere to certain laws, it should be across the board. Would, would you think they should be registered? Um, registered. With the community? I mean, it, it should be fairly easy to do. I mean, it, it shouldn't be a long, lengthy process to get your home in the Airbnb registry. I mean, you, you, I don't know if you'd have to be registered like a hotelier, like a, I don't. You meet certain standards. Um, well, that's, there, but, that's but, one of the. But, but there should be some issues. sort of streamlined thing. I mean, a community should know what units in their community are B&B units, right? I think so. Yeah, I, I agree. Think they should be paying taxes? Yeah, on on the nights they stay. Yeah, just like a just well, like. Well, there's a hotel. two types of taxes. There's a there's a room tax for the state and for the community, and then there's an income tax. Well, Think they should be paying income tax? Uh, d- do hotels? Of course they do. Okay. Maybe they don't pay much by the time they write uh, write down what they. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just think they should be treated like any other, uh, yeah. city, you know, I mean, if tax-wise. I mean, because yeah. well, you don't want to put the hotels and stuff at a disadvantage. You know, I well, mean, it, it, again, this is like the taxi business with Uber and stuff. I, I, I can't understand how they have those standards of taxis have to, you know, they have to pay so much money for their uh, medallion. Uh, medallion. And then it's, and then Joe Blow shows up with a, and, and doesn't have to do anything, right? I mean, 
Where's the Where's the equity there? You know? None. There isn't. No. And that's a, as a matter of fact, not mentioned. So that. I'm for equity in that situation too. You yeah, know, in yeah. all situations. But. Uh, well, one of the things about that, as you mentioned, one of the business ventures that Cohen has, the, the the president's attorney, is medallions in New York. Yeah. And that's a big part of his uh, business efforts beyond the practicing of law. And of course. One of the things I about, wouldn't want to be in the business of medallions right now, would well, you? Well, of course, what's, a lot of instances, the way those are handled is the ones that buy them from other people borrow the money to buy them. Then they have other people, they have people drive them for 12 hours and they get paid for uh, whatever. Mm. And then, of course, you have the people that buy them for themselves. They have to borrow the money. It's, it's, a, it's a different kind of a, an, an industry. I know in the years ago, it wasn't something banks are interested in. Of course, the values of them were... No, nowhere near what they became over the years, and yeah. in the in, in metropolitan cities, the medallions are worth literally in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. The problem has happened is that the values have shrunk considerably, yeah. and in a lot of instances, the loan of the bank is greater than the than the value of the medallion. That even that, and I think that may have happened to Cohen. He yeah. he, he probably borrowed a lot of that money to, to buy other people's and medallions. Yeah. Then he has them out working. Uh, the people drive the vehicles on the, on his medallion, and all of a sudden uh, yeah. they're not worth what they. Yeah, I don't pay. understand how Uber and Lyft and all the rest how they were able to just get into that business and totally disrupt it without uh, you know an equitable uh, treatment. Yeah. I mean, and I, I again I don't know enough about it to know how that happened and where we should go from here, but I, I think you need to be equitable. Well, it's happened, of course, uh, not necessarily in the United States, but in, in Paris and in, in, the other, in some other countries. Yeah. They've, they've refused to allow them to, uh, to operate. In some, other, in some instances, I think in Paris, they had literally had one of those riots where the, uh, the cab drivers, uh, maybe that's, that's common to Paris. They have a strong sense of... Uh, Opposition to the, the, the yeah, well, casual union, approach yeah. of the government—they yeah. were burning cars, I think, not too long ago. But uh, yeah. uh, but anyway, I agree. I think that the uh, number one, they should be registered. Part of the reason is for safety reasons, you know, because uh, there uh, on occasion you see on uh, television. It was one a shot while ago, I think, in Needham, in one of the communities in that area, someone had rented their their, uh, their house for the weekend for supposedly a. Uh, some kind of a social event among um, a few people. Turns out the police had to be called because they were there was uh, like a beer party. They were they were making money by renting it because they were selling liquor in the house. Everybody was coming through yeah, the front yeah. door and they've had a lot of that with their beer. Yeah, and and I I I also uh, wonder about um, how the the uh, it would work uh, with a, if you had an insurance claim because uh, with insurance companies. Um, you tell them you're a homeowner, it's a, and you occupy a property at a certain address, and it's just you know just you you, and then there's a claim comes in, and it turns out that it happened because that weekend uh, uh, a bunch of college I, kids had a beer party, and, and and for the last year when they I checked, bet you there was a lot of insurance companies rewriting their policies to exclude Airbnb yeah, or had, have it, Airbnb clauses. Yeah, in them. yeah. Uh, uh, the the other thing is, which I found out, and not because I'm in uh, in a, have been in the insurance business, but I had an accident some months ago. Yeah. Uh, actually, it happened on Eastern Avenue, and um, try to simplify it. Uh, I was on Eastern Avenue, heading towards in the direction of Ferry Street, and a car came out of Franklin Street and yeah. hit my car. Yeah. And um, 
It turns out, um, the, and I don't understand how he was able to do that. He lived in Stoneham, and he had uh, a Nebraska reg, uh, license. Yeah. Not a mass license, a Nebraska mm-hmm. license, but he had a mass registration. But it turns out he was a, a, a lift or, or one of those people yeah. that used this car to pick up people. Yeah. And so what happens is when he was using um, his car for his own personal use, his yeah. insurance was involved, whatever yeah. insurance company he had. Yeah. Yeah. When he was acting as a, as a, as a rental driver, yeah. um, Uber or, what, or the other company, Lyft, they have their own insurance program to yeah. be responsible when there's accidents occur while they're representing them yeah. pet drivers. And that's how they get around the, the, uh, the insurance problem because – Certainly, as a private passenger car, you're not you're not able to act as a cab. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you might have an insurance company. So we, uh, and I don't know if that's the case. We don't want to have uh, be insuring people being private cabs because you're going to be mm. driving thirty thousand miles a year instead of twelve, and, and, and all of a mm. sudden now we're going to get ex- greater exposure. But conversely, uh, being a uh, being a person that uses your property for weekend rentals or short term rentals or whatever. Um, there isn't any central plan. You do it, and you do it on your own, and um, therefore there isn't any kind of a insurance program that will cover you in case someone comes to wreck your house. I would think that Airbnb must have some sort of in, in, in I'd be them. surprised. Really? Well, I'll take that back. I'm sorry, I'll take that back. Um, I think I recall a case... Um, and I don't know whether they did it self-insured or they ended up being insured, but someone had their house <laughs> literally wrecked yeah. to a great extent, and they came in and paid for the re- the, the yeah. foot restore yeah. the house. Yeah, I've heard of cases where people do the Airbnb and then they they get the house and they go in and have a big party and trash it. Either that or take everything. Oh, I didn't know about that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I would think in that case you'd have to get in under false pretenses. I mean, I don't think you could say, oh, you know fully identify yourself and take all the stuff because then they'd know who you were. But Well, the, the other part, when they, they have a, you might have a valuable item or two taken, and mm-hmm. they could say, gee, there were so many people last, here last time, we have oh, no yeah. idea. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think you're right. ABB maybe stands behind them. Well, anyway. Hey, well, while you were speaking of Franklin Street and Eastern Avenue, you told me before that the stop sign's not there. It wasn't when I would at that time... Uh, is it there now? I don't know. I haven't checked it since my Why accident. wouldn't the city be responsible for having a maintenance of a stop sign? Well, they might they might be responsible for, for the maintenance of the sign, but they're not responsible for people that drive into emerging traffic. Well, I mean, how do you if the stop sign's not there? Yeah. I would imagine there's people that maybe they don't know Malden and they happen to be driving down Franklin Street well, and um, pull right out because there's no sign. No, I think, well, the people, the, the, the passengers in the car were from Malden, I believe, because... Uh, and they should have told the guy from Nebraska, well, watch out, there's, well, there's no uh, stop sign. Yeah, he said I went through a stop sign and that, and that's what the position, uh, the, the insurance company I didn't. Is. I went by Franklin Street and you're right, I didn't see a stop sign. Maybe I didn't... No, no, it, uh, well... The thing is, you're supposed to proceed with caution whether there are signs or not. You know, you're not supposed to go with the merging traffic I, without looking both ways. Oh, jeez. I, I saw an accident today. I was at Lowe's up on Broadway, yeah. right? And I went out the backside because I was going to go up to Saugus. Yeah. And there was a guy with a Mini Cooper tooling up Broadway yeah. as he was going to Route 1. And 
this girl took a, a left right in front of him to, to pull into Lowe's. Yeah. I didn't I didn't stop because I did, really didn't see it, but I heard it. Well, you heard I, it. I was looking to the right because I was looking to right. pull out and go to the right, and I heard this bang. And I, I quickly could see what it is, and her whole front end got clipped. And Well, th- that's an example of someone who would yell at the Koopa, and when, in fact, you, he has the right of way. She, she passed in front of him on a, on, a, on a road, and he has the right of way. Well, yeah, you're the insurance man. Who's at fault? Oh, she definitely's at a fall. Really? Although yeah. in her mind, she said, How, why'd you hit my car? But in reality, yeah. he had the right of way because you can't impede traffic, and, and, and uh, you're supposed to yield to those people who have the right of way. And if you're on a, a straight road, for instance, regardless of security or, right, or straight, and someone takes the left in front of you, they're at fault. Okay. Yeah. Surcharge. <laughs> Deductible. <laughs> well, insurance is a rotten business. A rotten business. Well, <laughs> anyway, Wynn Casino. Oh, what about it? It's the Encore. Yeah. The Encore. Dumb name. The, huh? You don't like the name? No, stupid. Yeah. Uh, what is it? But there's another one. Encore on something. It, it, Encore is only one word. There's, there's uh, two or three. There's three words in the new name. No, there isn't. Just yes, encore. There, the encore, uh, encore and the child, or Encore Boston, or something. Oh, well, well that may yeah, be. Yeah. They, you, they did call it uh, Wynn uh, Boston Harbor, I think they called oh, it. Oh, they did. So if they, maybe it's Encore Boston Harbor? Yeah, I think it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well. They only have to get half, half a new sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah. one thing is, uh, is some of all the dialogue that's going on with that, number one, the ultimate cost appears to be far greater than they originally planned. Oh, really? Yeah, they were talking about, I don't know, $1.8 I thought they had $2.3 billion or something originally. Yeah, but it was under... It's going to go over that? No, it, that's what it is now. It was. Uh, I thought the original was about $1.8 billion. And, yeah. and, and they bought a property in Medford. They bought up a lot of property in Everett. Well, who asked them to do that, though? Well, <laughs> they have long-range plans, obviously, to uh, go beyond the c- casino. But that part of it is... Uh, to cite one quick story, I had a, I had a problem with my cell phone, and I and I usually mm. go over to uh, Medford. Yeah. Um, no, excuse me, Everett, with the Verizon offices in, the, in that mall they have over there. Yeah. And I drove over there, it wasn't there. Yeah. It's gone. Mm-hmm. So I turned, I turned, I drove over to Saugus, yeah. where there's another Verizon store. Yeah. And. Um, uh, anyway, I got my problem solved, and I said to the young man, I said, you know, I usually go to uh, Everett, I said, but the store's not there anymore. He said, no, he said, Wynn bought it, bought that area. Oh. That's, a, that's a, you know, there's there's, a, there's all kinds of businesses in that uh, 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 plaza over there in Everett. So he must have bought up the whole thing. And that's mm-hmm. a long way from his, his casino. Yeah. So maybe that's where, where, where the heck, where's this? There's his home. Um, where is it? Well, if it's on Broadway, is it? Well, you have to go over through the village. You know, if you were like, if you were taking, if you went up to the Rotary, uh, the Rotary in Everett, and took a right instead of going towards Boston. Yeah. You take a right, so now you're heading towards Medford. Yeah. When you drive along, there's that that mall that's over there in Everett. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. the Everett Mall. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where the okay. Verizon yeah, store, yeah. and it's gone. You know, yeah. and, well, they, he claimed they they left there because of a. Uh, uh, Win being buying the property, but maybe they had other reasons as well. You know, maybe they decided they wanted to shrink their outlets. But uh, in any event, I mean, yeah, I, I think I actually saw some news story in there, so I'm wondering if 
I had heard this too that they had bought the whole thing. Yeah. But I swear I saw a new st store, and I forget the name of it, but something new opened there. So why would they be opening something if they had? Um, it should be, but that's what. They, hey, you know what gets me is that bridge going over to Wellington, right? How wide is that going to be? I don't know. I mean, it's got what three or four lanes now, and yeah. then, and they seem to be. Why got another lane going on that they're working on over on the well, other side? I, well, see, I don't go over there that often. I know, I know that uh, the Cappy's Package Store with, with Wellington, they, they bought that property. Yeah. Now, did they buy all the stores that are in the corner of that property? Uh, I don't know. There, there was a tattoo parlor and uh, yeah. a law office, and uh, you know that building that sits right on the corner yeah, of that yeah, property. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the. Um, did they get they, they're going to use it as a drop center, so you'd leave your car there, and then the shuttle buses back. I think they're going to have a shuttle lane all the way across that bridge and right into the property. Oh, well. It looks like it. Well. Because that bridge is wide now. It's yeah, like, yeah. When they get done, it's going to be yeah, hugely yeah, wide. Yeah. With all the trials and tribulations, the stock has done okay. All the losses that they had from uh, the first public disclosure of those of those uh, financial settlements and the other stories yeah. that have cropped up about Steve Wynn, the stock takes a drop, and then it's like Facebook. It goes back up again, and, and apparently people still think it's going to make a go of it. And they're not going to sell it. Uh -huh. And um, it's going to open up next year, I gather. And um, we'll see how it goes. I don't know how uh, there's uh, other casinos floating around. They're going to open up. I don't know if it's Springfield and, and uh, another one I thought in uh, Connecticut. So I don't know how much money it's like the... The bingo, after a while, they have so many games that yeah. Keno comes out and the next bingo shrinks because people run well, out of Well, I mean, in the, in the, the Boston thing is different from the rest of them in the sense that there's not going to be three or four other casinos sprouting up around it. That's true. Because Boston only allowed the one. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's kind of like having a monopoly, you know. It's, uh, it's going to make a lot of dough, I think. But uh, I had a... a, a a little article here. Um, I was driving, uh, I think ago, a week ago Sunday, up near the old New England Stand Hospital. Oh, yeah. And there was road construction. Okay. And uh, I think I saw f at least four cruisers with flashing lights. That'd be the state police. Yeah. Um, they're working detail. Yeah. And since it was raining, they were all in the car. Yeah. Not, they had cones to, in the street because they had to uh, close the traffic as you come off of Jerry Jingle Road onto this yeah. that, that other road. Um, they had it closed off, so if you're coming from Main Street and Stoneham, uh, heading towards the past the zoo, yeah. they had narrowed it down to one lane yeah. because they had to cut cut over from the other lane. So they had actually you have to have a, a a policeman standing in front. You got to have one in the rear. I think if you get Sometimes if you get more than two, you have to have a supervisor. Yeah. They had like, I think, all told four. Yeah. But none of them were outside. They were all sitting in the vehicle with the vehicle blocking the area where there was a, a do not enter. I thought that was kind of a expensive way to do business. They well, can't widen that road, though, can they? I mean, uh, the, no, the Fells is pretty well regulated, well, isn't it? Well, Friends of the Fells and all that. that I'm not part. even sure why they were there, but, but I... Uh, um, we in Malden, um, which is a, will be a, su a subject for another time, um, passed, and w it was a home rule petition, and it went to 
the state which approved it, which allows us as a community to hire retired policemen under certain conditions oh, yeah. to no. re replace no. the details if they haven't got enough people to do it. Right. And um, again, I was in Melrose today on um, on the on the road that leads to um, where was they coming from? Let me think. <laughs> I was oh I was coming from Wakefield. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and, and I was I was heading down the Linfeld Parkway, and there was there was a spot in Melrose where there was there was some there was a hose running from some property out to the street. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what we, we couldn't quite figure out what, what was going on, but it, I don't think there was more than twelve to fifteen feet of actual road being closed off. Yeah. It, it went, and now that's a very busy busy street, especially yeah. especially at rush hour because. The cars are coming up from yeah. from where and up and down both ways. So, but at that point, um, there was two there was two policemen, and we supposedly we were supposed to be one at the beginning, one at the end. But they were sitting, they were standing and talking to each other in the middle. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking it was a, uh, you know, they could pay them about fifty dollars an hour, yeah. uh, depending on the, on the community and the situation, uh, and in some instances even more, depending on the time at the time. But in any event, I, 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 I just wonder sometimes uh, how efficient that whole system is other than a great opportunity for uh, people who qualify to be policemen in a community can make a lot of overtime with detail. Yeah, well, anyway. Uh, I'm looking for a job, by the way. Well, here's, here's <laughs> one you won't going to get. Um, here's a guy who wrote a letter to the, uh, to the Globe. and uh, he, 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 Flashing lights are cheaper than staff, staffed Cruises. Oh. That's what kind of, I, I cut this out of the paper. To a former out-of-stater like myself or anyone from the other 49 states, flaggers on road construction sites are a dime a dozen, and they are out there in all types of weather. Here in Massachusetts, however, I frequently pass job sites where inattentive police officers let drivers figure out what the cones and flashing lights mean as they ne negotiate or navigate around the road construction. During inclement weather, they often, they're often in their cars. Which, and, I, and I hadn't read this detail, but yeah. that was the one in, in, in Stoneham. Mm. On the highway, the, the troopers are frequently behind Jersey barriers, sitting in their idling vehicles with flashing lights. It would be cheaper and better for the environment to let them go home and sleep just buy some additional flashing lights to set up in their place. <laughs> yeah. The detail officers, unlike figures, are not a dime a dozen. Unlike flag, but are not a dime a dozen. They're hundreds of dollars a dozen. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but... Well, you got all these idiots creating these driverless cars, right? These, they drive themselves. Yeah. Why can't they come up with some sort of robot that uh, can take the cop's job? How much, how much an hour would they have to pay them? <laughs> Nothing. Well, that's not likely to happen. <laughs> I fact, mean, you know, it's picking. How hard I could come up with, even I could create a robot that, that could direct traffic and stuff. Yeah. Jeez, that's not even a hard one. I just driving the cars. And I told you that kid that invented a, a something to handle uh, potholes, right? Yeah, that's a yeah. great invention. Yeah. I'm telling where, you. where is it now? Well, I mean, he's working. They say that the car manufacturers are going to have it in their cars within two to three years. Uh, That'll it, save on tires. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if it'll save your tires. Yeah. It'll save, make your ride a lot yeah. nicer. Yeah. I'll be able to go down Essex Street smooth as glass, oh, yeah. even though yeah. 
I've got potholes left and right, you know. I mean, it's a trash field. Yeah. Um, Two other things is uh, to defend the state troops, yeah. the state troops. They've, they've had a lot of controversy recently, as yeah. as you may be aware, either between uh, not not disclosing income, getting getting paid for, for uh, use of the cru- uh, cruiser, and, and, and if they don't use the cruiser, they're able to get $40 a day, whatever, for driving yeah. to work. Yeah. And uh, But the Globe wrote a letter to the editor a couple of weeks ago where the, the, the writer of the uh, letter complained about the... Uh, the amount of money that the state troopers make, which would also apply to local police, yeah. and um, he was wrong on the on on his information. And I yeah. was surprised that the Globe had printed it, not checking the facts. So I did call the Globe up. And what they say? And I explained that well, I spoke to somebody there at the Globe, and I explained to them the letter that had been in the in the newspaper the previous day was incorrect, yeah. and that and I explained the reason it was wrong. And there was two ways it was wrong, and one the major way was the way the pensions calculated by uh, police officers, both state and local. Mm -hmm. And so they did, they did put a correction in the next day for that. Oh, okay. They didn't, they didn't put a correction in for the second thing. Oh. And uh, they were, uh, there was another article that's been in there. You get credit for it. I wasn't (laughs) looking for credit, but but uh, uh, I had uh, it was a, a. Another article in there a while back I'd like, uh, about Malden, yeah, and and about the Jewish population of Malden in the in the old days. Okay, and it was wrong. And it was wrong. Yeah, very inaccurate. But mm. I called the, the, the you could call the direct line of the. I mean, I don't spend a lot of time doing it. But you <laughs> Sounds could, like you do. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not sleeping on my porch. That's for sure. So well, anyway, I called the I called the because the, the, they had the byline in the paper. Yeah. And um, so they ended up, uh, uh, I called and, and I explained why they were wrong yeah. or incorrect. Yeah. And they left my name, but they never called me back because yeah. they don't want to probably admit they're wrong. And uh, we're down to almost the last 60 seconds. And uh, for those of you that shared our time this evening, we appreciate it. And we're the first Wednesday of the month. It's 7 o'clock, and it's, it's repeated on Saturday and Sunday. And, Bill, I appreciate you sharing the hour with me. And, well, and, that and, went kind of quick. And enlightening us. Yeah, because I had some other things I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, didn't even get I'll, to them. I'll right? have to save it for another day, or yeah. another night. Oh, all right. And uh, in the meantime, uh, we have the Celtics on tonight. Yeah, let's hope they win it. Yeah, and the Red Sox are in yeah. on, and they're in New York. Yeah, That'll be a tough game. Yeah, Joe Panadosi, I talked to him yesterday. He's at the game. Oh, okay. With his pal Regis Fil- Filburn. Rather than be here, he's at the game. Boy, well, he's there. He's in New York in business. <laughs> he, 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 and he was able. To, and he just happens to be at the park. Huh? Yeah. 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 Well. And good night. All right. Good night. And thank you, Tony, for another great performance. Yeah. Tony's our camera guy. That works out. Okay. I got to go get Sue now. I got to leave you right away. I got to go. Well, she's at uh, a state commission.